So, when you're cooking Alfredo, do you think it looks like jizz? No. Have you cook it right? What are you doing? What kind of jizz you got going on over there? You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> it's basil <laughs> Basil-y. All the green flecks. So it's green speckled? Yeah. You know, jizz color. <laughs> might want to get that look. You might have got some mold going on down there. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> TMI. It's only green mold, so he's probably fine. If it ever turns black, you got to really get that checked out. No, yeah. no. It's only an issue till it's like a 10 by 10 foot square. You might have a wicked UTI over there. Oh, I just assumed it burned when I peed for other reasons. And it shouldn't come out like ketchup either. All the urethral pinning. <laughs> what the fuck you been doing? Dude, I live alone. I'm <laughs> I get weird. <laughs> Take apart your glasses, see how much you can stick in your own penis. Jason gets it. <laughs> Leave that in. So, the only question is, does that go at the very beginning or the end? That sounds like... No, uh, that's the whole th- episode. <laughs> that's the episode. <clears throat> Ready? <clears throat> Alex, put Ooh. your phone down. I'm trying to fucking silence my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Spike it harder. Prove a point. I don't have to. Rock it up. <laughs> it smells like basil and beer over here. I don't know what to do with that. Intro. Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. This is Alex. This is Jason. And this week we played Deadly Premonition. Wait, is it time to get spoopy, guys? It's time to get super spoopy. Because it's October. Mm, no. Mm, yeah, I guess. Wow. Come on. <laughs> Try to keep the magic alive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly Premonition. Uh, I believe we all played the director's cut, right? Yes. Yep. Well, Alex, haven't you? Have you played both of them? Yep. Ah. Beaten both of them. So, uh, I will go with, uh, nice, the original release of February 2010, released for the Xbox 360, PS3, and Windows. The original was not released on PlayStation 3. Oh, it was only the director's cut? Mm-hmm. Well, because the director's cut didn't come out for Xbox, just PS3 and Windows. Right. Well, that's weird that they would have flip-flopped it. Developed by Access Games and published by seven different companies. Mm-hmm. Recipe for success. Yeah. I know what you guys are wondering. Hey, Jake, what else came out in 2010? Because this is my favorite part of the show. I hate you. 2010, that would be Call of Duty Black Ops, Fallout New Vegas, Darksiders, Red Dead Redemption, and Amnesia The Dark Descent. Sorry, I didn't pay attention to any of that other than Amnesia, so. Black Ops 1. Oh. Darksiders. Darksiders. I don't Fallout care. New Vegas. I, as soon as he starts, I just tune him out. Okay. So, yeah, we played another Premonition. It's awesome. Alex, as the uh, veteran Deadly Premonition player, you want to take us through the plot? Uh, no, but I will get you started. That's the spirit. Uh, you play Special Agent Francis York Morgan of the FBI. I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Do you? Well, I uh, I don't know if uh, we care about spoilers, but yes. Well, yeah, like, we're going to go I, through a whole plot summary. So. I mean, I'm not, but, you know, you guys want to go there, you can. No, you're going to have to. It's um, just human, dude. So, yeah, you're an FBI agent, and uh, he's fucking weird. He's um, He smokes police brand cigarettes. He's kooky. He is very... Yeah, sure. That's what I was thinking of. Um, he has a friend that you cannot see named Zach. That's, a, that's as much as I'm going to go into that right now. He's a terrible driver. <laughs> uh, he has very strange taste in movies. Uh, no, he has amazing taste in movies. I guess you could say that. And, um, yeah, he's investigating this case of the Red red Seeds. Or, red Seeds. Yeah. A um, bunch of chicks getting murdered with uh, Red Seeds around, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, in them, right? Yeah. And he's going to this town called Greenvale, is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Some it's yep. a generic Pacific Northwest town. Yeah, I can't. 
I don't remember if it's in Washington or Oregon, but it's... I don't even know if they say... Reminds me of another place. Gosh, what was the name we'll of that? We'll get to that. And then... <laughs> so Washington. He's on, yeah. Okay, so it's in Washington State. Oh. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> he's going to this town to check out the most recent murder. Yeah, this uh, woman was found crucified to a tree, split all down the middle. Like found by an old man and two small children. Yeah. Twin boys. And then a snake curls up the tree. And I was really expecting it to like slither into the gaping hole in her and then it just it just fucked off. Yep. That might have been too much. Well, my, my issue right here is that it, it cuts away to like the police standing around staring at this body, questioning the old man. And then like 20 feet off to the right is the two kids just sitting there like why didn't anybody move the fucking kids who stumbled across this corpse? I don't think they're that worried about it. Uh, they are not. They're clearly do not care. And, uh, you know, the woman who has been murdered is very uh, popular. What's her name? Uh, Laura something? No. And um, <laughs> she's, you know, supposed to be a bright and up-and-coming uh, young woman mm. in the community. Are you er- sure? Everybody loves her very much. Something Palmer, maybe? Uh, then what? Then you fight zombies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're shadows, but yes. Is that what they're called? Yeah. These weird, pale, split mouth things that look like a South Park Canadian, but they like walk backward at you. Uh huh. They attack you uh, by shoving their arms down your throat. That's hot. I, I, it's really hard to describe this game after a while because it kind of looks like it's almost too ridiculous. I think it is certainly that. So anyway, he um, meets up with the local police force. Um, They're not suspicious whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Uh, Yeah. As soon as um, I saw the sheriff, you're you're greeted by the sheriff and the The local hot chick deputy. Yeah. Right. That's what I said. And as for weird as some of the character models look, she's pretty fun. Shite. Emily. Emily, yeah. Right. But as soon as I saw the sheriff, I'm like, oh, that dude's the murderer. I'm like, he's killing people. Yeah. And, of course, he doesn't trust you because you are the uh, scary out-of-towner coming to do his job for him. So he immediately acts like a dick to you. Um, so you commence with your investigation from there, trying to find out who's doing all this shit. I have a question. Yep. You, as the local sheriff of a small town, which used to be a booming uh, log logging town right Right. yeah uh there's a murder in your small town which never happens and then this dude just shows up after wrecking his car in the woods holding his hand to his temple and talking to himself like he's talking to someone else do you trust that guy because i don't think that dude's an fbi agent he clearly escaped the fucking nutter house hey he's got a badge yeah yeah you can't get a badge anywhere nah badge proves all power of the badge so what's your question would you trust that guy? Sure. Because, like... <laughs> <laughs> totally. He seems like a trustworthy fellow. Yeah. Then when he's like, Zach, these people are dumb. And you're like, dude, I can fucking hear you. <laughs> so, yeah, he always talks to himself or to this other person who may or may not exist named Zach. Yeah, his alternate personality. And he touches his temple when he does it sometimes. Yeah, so not always. Um, I will say, no. uh, Agent York, not just his police brand cigarettes, which are... <laughs> fucking fantastic His, the zippo that he has and it's got the little uh, no smoking sticker on it and the whole flourish that he does every time he pulls it out and lights a cigarette that fucking I love that every fucking time so anyway uh, you continue about the town trying to figure out this mystery of what the shadows are about although York doesn't really ever act like they're mysteries to him he kind of like I don't know if this is done on purpose, but York always acts like he knows what they are and he just kind of accepts them and deals with them. That really bothered me, but I can wait till yeah. we get through it. Yeah, York doesn't care. Like, I mean, he cares, but like when the shadows and stuff pop out, he's just like this again. You're, you're trying to track down the raincoat killer, uh, which is kind of this urban legend-ish thing. Um, in Told this... to you by an old man in a mask that talks through a Stephen Hawking-like computer in his wheelchair. Sure. And his <laughs> assistant that always fucking rhymes. <laughs> Why is he always rhyming? I don't know. It's his thing. It's, he's quirky. He's not quirky. He's irritating. 
It's got some sick rhymes, though. Quirky, like the doctor who you have to go through his secret chest trial to meet him, which apparently no one else can figure out, which is literally just like punching things into a computer. When you go to the hospital the first time? Oh, right. Yeah, the the puzzle. Yeah, Yeah. the puzzle. Usher. Usher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, you go in and it's like, literally just on the wall what you have to type in mm-hmm. and the sheriff is there like i can't figure this out i'll kill him and you're like what well yeah the sheriff's good at two things getting beat by his mom and killing women Whoops. spoilers <laughs> <laughs> jesus he's not even the only one no oh uh, yeah hospital's creepy i thought because you're all the way down in the basement and then as soon as you finish that puzzle it turns into like the other world where there's shadows and all these creepy red vines everywhere yep uh, and then you have to escape, which is surprisingly difficult. Um, mostly because of how this game handles, which I guess we can talk about that later too. Uh, so anyway, you get out of the hospital. I think your next stop is the Lumber Camp or Lumber Mill. Lumber Camp. I've been playing too much Age of Empires lately. <laughs> Lumber Mill. Lately for the last, what, like 18 months now? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still playing right now. Um, more of the same kind of, you're, you're looking for the raincoat killer in the Lumber Mill. You find him. You have to run from him using quick time events. Yep. Um, I don't recall if there's a boss in the lumber mill or not. I thought it was just the running sequence from the raincoat killer. Yeah. No, you find his, the altar that uh, totally not Laura Palmer was killed at, and then the raincoat killer's there, and you run from him, and then you go outside, and uh, where York told Emily and the sheriff to wait. Right. Yeah. And they're just chilling out there. Yeah. At this point, I think you go to the art gallery. Is, that the art, is the art gallery after the lumber mill? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, you meet the, I guess she's the curator, right? The art gallery chick that you were <laughs> texting me about. I, I want to say she's the curator of the art gallery. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk to her, get some clues, continue on. Art gallery, also very creepy. You don't talk to her yet because she's not in town. It doesn't matter. No. Either way, art gallery, very creepy. It also turns into the other world, sort of. I don't know if you want to call other world. It's not like Silent Hill, but... But it kind of is. It kind of is. You know, basically, it turns into the level where the monsters are. You run into the creepy Japanese chick who likes to walk on walls and shoot giant balls of energy at you in the hallway. You didn't see that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Did you? Mm-hmm. Her head spins. It's creepy. That's fun. She's basically like the grudge girl just yeah that's pretty accurate um she basically what happens is you can see coming on the map they're gonna be these long stretches of hallway as soon as you go in the hallway the door behind you is covered by vines the door on the opposite end is covered by vines and this creepy girl comes out and starts crawling on the walls and on the ceiling and um she throws these giant energy balls at you (laughs) and um she takes like a, 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 a good amount of shots. Unless you have the magnum, you can just put a couple uh, good magnum shots into her and that'll put her down. But she's a, I thought she was really scary going up against her. At least the first time. Yeah, she's real weird. Um, who was the original raincoat killer? Was it the old man? I don't know if they ever tell you. I always thought it was... Well, it wouldn't be George because he's, he's not old enough. No, because George would still be a little kid. Because George is... I, fuck it. George is one of them who is doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. George is the new raincoat killer. George the sheriff. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I ask because um, I was... I didn't get to put the time into this game that I wanted to. And even though, like, we're going through it now, I still want to go through and play it because it's been on my list to, to just play it <laughs> for a while now. So, I was watching all of the cutscenes... Because any, like, dialogue you have with a person is a cutscene, so the only thing I was really missing out on is, like, the enemy encounters. So, like, the Japanese girl crawling, like, I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Like, but you get to where you're talking to the old guy and his fucking assistant that rhymes, and he, yeah. like, finally takes his mask off so he can talk to you through the weird speakers in his throat, even though he's, like, talking, but he's typing it out Stephen Hawking style. Yeah. And he wants York to go to the police station to grab the files on what happened 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you do that, he'll tell you more. But I missed the part, like, well, I didn't play it, like, on really what happened 50 years ago. Or, like, I didn't realize it was 50 years ago as I was watching it. But I don't know if it ever told you who the original raincoat killer was, but the old guy knows. And I 
I was just hoping it was him. I want to say no, but I'm struggling to think of who else it would be. That's why I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see if he turns anything up. Uh, it's not him. Old dude is Harry Stewart. And he saw the raincoat killer when it happened for the first time. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was there when they released the gas, but mm-hmm. he didn't get gassed, which is why he actually like remembers seeing it. But Wasn't I, it like a military experiment? I yes. have that coming back to me now, too. It was a military experiment, uh, which they released a gas, and when it rained, it like everyone basically went into bloodlust mode mm-hmm. and started killing each other. Which is why now none of the townspeople that are around go outside when it rains just because they, yeah. Well, and I'm also under the impression that they just assume that when it rains, the raincoat killer comes out. Well, yeah, that was like the uh, town folklore. Yeah. Like, but the sheriff explains that people still don't go out in the rain, but they just like leaves it at that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it ever actually tells you who it was. I don't think it does either, no. which is weird. Um, this is not really that important to the story. Yeah. No. Because at that point, you're just another member of the um, mob. You know what I mean? Like, you're just another one of the crazy people out there murdering yeah. indiscriminately. Um, I do remember at that point, or at some point, you do have to go to the police station, get the files, and the police station also turns into, like, another world-type level. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like they all kind of have the same objective. Just, you know, the game sends you in somewhere kind of deep into the level to get something. Once you get that something, the enemies come out of nowhere and you have to fight your way out. Yes. That's how most of the levels work. And sometimes there's a boss at the end, sometimes there isn't. I know I skipped the auditorium, but not a whole lot happens in the auditorium. York has a town meeting where he just talks to people. That's more towards the beginning. Yeah, and that's when the uh, art lady comes back. Yeah. Um, at the hotel that you're staying at, which is this big grand hotel run by, uh, what's her name? Penny. Yep. The one old lady who runs the hotel and does all the work around there. Although York is her only guest. So it's not like she's got a lot to do <laughs> until, uh, the, uh, tree salesman comes forest. Kaysen. Kaysen forest. Yeah. Forest Kaysen. That's the other way around. No, it's Forest Kaysen. What? Remember when York says FK in the coffee? Yeah, and I was laughing to myself because I was like, fuck that coffee. Well, he's talking about Forest Kaysen. Yeah. (laughs) I paid super close attention. It gets weirder and weirder and like the red seeds are demonic and uh, the raincoat killer, as it turns out, is... yeah. There are multiple Ranko killers. Yeah. The two prominent ones that you have to deal with are George, right? That's that fox name, the cop. Yeah. And Forrest Kaysen. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. And, and Forrest Kaysen's like the the big bad, I guess yeah. you could say. George is the one who's been killing around town, but that's because he's being manipulated by Forrest, who's been doing this. Yep. A, like Nationwide. Nationwide. Yeah. So Forrest is kind of the source of the entire case for York. Yeah. These red Red seeds. seeds. It seems weird to me as uh, an FBI agent that through the entirety of the FBI, assuming that's who he actually works for, because he's never in contact with the FBI through the whole game. In the beginning. Mm -hmm. Is he? In his car, he's on the phone with, I think, another FBI agent. And whenever somebody about Tom and Jerry's sadomasochistic relationship, which is fucking hilarious yeah <laughs> and whenever you pick up a phone to save the game it's, it says you were yeah, checking yeah. in phoning home yeah uh, okay ah but you mean to tell me that the entire of the fbi has no idea what these seeds are like they don't, they don't have a fucking plant guy at the fbi not huh? like a whole lab or anything yeah and that's kind of where the story kind of falls apart is that and it's an interesting point because what if york is just full of shit that's kind of what I thought. I don't think he is. I just think it's bad writing or lazy writing. I just think that uh, he's an FBI agent. This is his case. But you would think if shit were really happening like this, he'd be calling backup. Like, yo, I got I got some supernatural stuff going on out here. Send everybody. Yeah, I guess, like, I don't really know. Is it common that the FBI only sends out one person to investigate something? Because I don't feel like that's true. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But it seems like there would be uh, at least two people. 
So York should have a partner. Maybe maybe he does. Maybe well so oh. you go you go through this and it's York talking to his multiple personality, Zach. Split personality, however you want to put that. Yeah. And anytime you see the uh, super uh, spoopy specter ghost shades, what have you, mm-hmm. uh, all the times I've ever played, or all the time that I put into it, he was the only one that was around. So I wasn't sure if they were actually real or not. And like, for all I know, it's him into some building fire his gun off to himself. Yeah, it's really inconsistent too, because there's sometimes where people just act like nothing has happened, and then there's other times where they do kind of acknowledge them. So you're, I'm, I'm never even really sure if anybody else ever sees these things except for York. So, like, this whole time, I'm not entirely sure. Like, by the end, as it sort of wraps up, I, oh, sure, he's an FBI agent or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, the initial time that I had put into it, I just thought it was some crazy guy. Because, like, there's these ghosts that nobody else ever sees. It's just him. He's talking to himself. Sure, he's quote-unquote FBI. I, I don't think I'm skipping much else. Um, not really. Like, they... You are, but you aren't. Like, it's a bunch of little details. I'm trying not to go through every single thing. Long story short, I mean, all all signs point to Forrest Kaysen. You know, you deal with George, you get him out of the way. I thought, by the way, that I don't know if either of you played the George boss fight, but he looks like Freakazoid, like a pumped up Freakazoid. Yeah, I get that. You guys ever watch Freakazoid? Hell yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but you you fight Forrest Kaysen. This is when you get the, like, big reveal about the past. Yeah, so earlier in the (laughs) game, York talks about what happened to his parents, which... It's fucked up. His dad killed his mom, and he gave this weird speech about how, um... Oh, hell, how does he put it? I don't remember. He gives some weird speech, and then uh, shoots his mom, and then shoots himself. That's how York remembers it. Yeah. Um... After the... Is it the fight with George where Kaysen drives you and Emily to the hospital? He drops you off at the hospital and then grows a tree in Emily. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He takes York to the hospital and then um, takes Emily and then York wakes up with uh, Usha sitting there. Like, oh, you're awake. Let's play some chess. And he's like, where's Emily? And the doctor's like, I didn't see Emily. I mean, Kaysen dropped you off and then left, I guess. And Yeah, he takes her back to his uh, little little area and it's funny because every time you see Forrest before this doesn't he have that stupid plant like yep. in his hands mm-hmm. and it's like dude make the connection fk in the coffee first of all and then he's got the seeds and then seeds make plants come on guilty yeah it's <laughs> it, it isn't until uh george's villain or not george uh Kaysen's villain monologuing at york <laughs> with uh emily <laughs> in a chair with this blanket around her but there's clearly a tree growing out of her mm-hmm. and then like it, it all snaps for york and then he turns into zach yes and his every like he his appearance changes at this point right yeah yeah so um bleaches his hair basically. yeah his hair turns white one of his eyes changes colors um and you get a quick flashback of zach as a kid watching whatever his name is Kaysen had planted a tree in his mom in Zach's mom so she's there with this tree growing out of her this gaping stomach wound with a tree coming out of it yeah yeah. and she's pleading with Zach's dad to kill her she's like and so like this is what really happened this is the suppressed memory she's like kill me please like this plant is evil and killing me. Just kill me now. Mm. And he's like, I can't do it. And then the tree like explodes and kills her basically. It's fucking weird. It like grows really quick and it just like mummifies her. Yeah. Which was freaking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So then, uh, God, his dad says something really dumb about you have to sometimes you have to lose the things you love and i hope when you have to make the tough choice you're willing to make it and shoots himself in the head and then <laughs> didn't have to do that dad yeah why did he shoot fucking Kason? so then Kason's standing there laughing over your fucking literally just standing there laughing and turns and looks at zach and is like "Ooh!" and then <laughs> you get like shifted into uh well, he, like slaps him with his demon arm that's how he yeah. gets the one scar and you end up in the white room with black uh, curtains uh york the black lodge 
Come on. I'm not doing cream. No, Uh. I'm fucking full on on Twin Peaks. This is what we're doing. (laughs) This is what we played. Right. Twin Peaks on Xbox 360. That's where you, uh, York basically says to Zach, hey, I'm you kind of, we're always going to be together. And they like switch places. Which I hated. Because doesn't it say something like how Zach isn't an FBI agent? Yeah. So Zach is basically then just like grows up in whatever other world that York is from (laughs) and York becomes an FBI agent so then when we get Zach back I don't know if Zach actually knows how to use a gun or do anything the impression I got is that no like he's like a sheep like a lamb at this point because he grew up in the white world and not this world yeah because York is like the persona i guess that he puts on to help suppress this fucked up memory of his mom becoming a a, a, a pot yeah yeah <laughs> um so then emily is pleading hey please kill me just she's like in, his she's in the same boat mom did i've been and, soiled and I uh, yes, um quite good. he <laughs> is like i can't do it and so she kills herself um yep well, he takes the shot, and it's wide, and he's like, I can't do it, and she grabs a tree and just pulls it out. I know. And it's, like, six feet long. Oh, man, it's brutal. And she bleeds, like, probably around 70 gallons of blood. A Tarantino amount of blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, you know, so she goes out like a fucking trooper. <laughs> and then you fight... Like a state trooper? When... Like a stormtrooper? State trooper. Clone trooper? She's a cop. Fuck you Starship both. trooper. Starship pooper. I don't want to watch that movie again. Caden <laughs> uh, goes all demon form. And then you fight him. Kill his ass. It's basically it. They have their ha- happily ever after moment. Yes. You know, the um, real Zack slash York, who is now dead. Yeah, so. is off into the sunset, I guess, with Emily, who is also dead. York, because he switches places back. Yeah. So York is now in the like weird, dead other world, White and, Forest, right? Yeah. And Zach yeah. is there in the real world, and so when Zach is leaving, he sees Emily in a red dress, because when you're dead, you're in a red dress. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, because Thomas and Becky and. Literally all the other women that were murdered are in a red dress. Yeah. So he's like, whoa, stop the car. And he gets out and walks into the forest and uh, runs into the old man and the twins again. (laughs) And the twins are like, oh, we can see dead people. Uh, (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I guess they do say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because they go literally walk over to the middle of nowhere and are like, oh, hey, Emily. Oh, you have something for Zach? And she, they literally get an item. Somehow they can reach through worlds and hand Zach an item. And he's like, where did you get this? And they're like, Emily gave it to us. He's over there with that guy that looks like you. Are you twins like us? Sure. Sure. Uh, so, yes, all the dead people in York live, live, are now in the... They go to heaven together. Yeah, after well, like The great diner in the sky. The great diner in the sky. And... It's kind of depressing because... Zach finds... No one talks and they all just stare. Peace, I guess? Well, I was going to say that... York is clearly into Emily. Like, Yeah. yeah. He, he wants to turn well, her inside out. they're into each other. Um, Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the trees! <laughs> right, right. She turned herself inside um, out. So it sucks, though, because York you know, dies and goes with her, leaving Zach like the original character alone and just takes his girl and addicted to nicotine only the police brands which is amusing because <laughs> i i really want to know what happens after this because i'm pretty sure zach has no skills yeah wait, what's he gonna do can he even feed himself <laughs> yeah, like anything and you gotta live in that fucking creepy town the rest of your They're life gonna be like hey where's the uh fbi report and he's like i don't know how to write this you imagine daily premonition 2 and zach is still living in greenvale and he's all fucked up and yes <laughs> yes but what we failed to mention is that this entire story is a flashback relayed to a little girl by an old man. That is something that was added with the director's cut. Was it? Yeah. 
Because that, it made me laugh and rage. Because it is clearly Zach telling the story to his granddaughter. Right. And, like, you go through the whole game thinking, oh, it's Emily. But it's not because she's dead as fuck. But, like, there's, like, parts where people are, are interacting and York, Zach aren't there. So, I'm like, how the fuck does he, how is he telling this little girl what happened? If he the, for the parts that he wasn't there for, also why would you tell your granddaughter this fucked up ass weird story? I don't know why you're asking me. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's actually interesting that you say that that was added. Yeah. Um. Cause yeah, I would have been fine without that part. Yeah, if you play the original version, it it just starts. Yeah, it doesn't really add anything. No. It it kind of just makes it weirder. It gives you more questions, I guess. It also kind of spoils a few things. Like, for you, the player. Yeah. Does it? I'd say so. The fact that he survives. Yeah, but you don't know that it's him till the end. I mean, technically. Really? Like, I mean, you know it's him immediately. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> The like, way he tells the story, you know that's him. It's also in the same way that uh, you don't know it's the sheriff that's killing people. I mean, like, you, you fucking dull off the bad. Mm-hmm. Even though they were throwing red herrings left and right at you. So that's the story. I yeah. think. I'm, I'm, unless I'm missing something egregious. No. No, that's basically the story. The awkward ghost kiss while the other ghosts watch, but... Uh, the, the rest of this game uh, is a joy. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you guys go for a minute because I want to. I want to hear your thoughts on uh, like how this game plays and the right. music and all that. Okay, so, I found um, the story surreal and Lynchian. Like the whole time I'm playing, I'm just saying like this is Twin Peaks. But because I didn't play that much of it and I watched it, like that really kind of hammered home that vibe. The gameplay elements, it looks okay. It's weird. It's weird looking. It's not... I, I don't know. I think it's modeled okay. It isn't that it's like trying to be stylized or anything. I don't I don't have any issue with how the game looks for when it came out. Hmm. Or even the um, uh, HD, in quotations, remaster for the director's cut. You played this on PC, right? Yep. Okay. Um, the moving is weird. Not, not, not the moving. Uh, like, I found the keyboard controls kind of odd... But you like when you aim for the combat, you stop moving, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. And um, oh, the dialogue—the way that the dialogue is worded—it's super weird. Like the the voice acting, and I both love and do not understand that in any way, shape, or form. Mostly because I watched it and it played out like a bad TV show. I was kind of in on it, which also just made me want to play it until you get to the driving sections. Son of a fuck. Has any, did, did anybody who made this game ever drive a car in your life before? Uh, all signs point to no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll leave it there, Jason. Oh, I did not like most of the gameplay aspects of this game. Which was a shame. Um, I thought the kind of story on the unraveling of the story... And the weirdness of it were pretty interesting. Uh, and then they were like, hey, now you have to run from slash fight zombies now. And uh, I really didn't like those parts. Because, as you're saying, the like when you want to attack someone, you have to make sure you have the weapon equipped. And on keyboard, you have to, I think it's hit space to ready the weapon. And once you do that, you can't move. You can aim, but you can't move. And then you have to click to attack. And then you let go of space and start moving again. And it's really clunky. And it's way faster to just run past every enemy. And like a lot of them are almost never catch you. Uh, the gun, at least on the PC, aims like dirt. Which like, gun? All of them. Okay. Like, you... The, you you can't go up or down almost at all. Your ability to actually aim the thing is extremely limited. Hmm. Um, so I basically was meleeing almost the entire game. 
because when in doubt, knife him in the face. Words to live by. <laughs> um, the driving section is <laughs> sections are hilariously awful. Very uh, painful. Yeah, I wow, they're bad. Yeah. Uh, so I found the game eminently frustrating. Uh, the menu is super weird. I fucking hate the menu. <laughs> yeah. And the Holy noise. Shit. The noise it makes that, when you open it. That shit was just, I was like, why is the menu like this? Like, it actively makes the menu annoying and hard to figure out, which just makes me not want to use it. Yeah. Because yeah, the menu is a snapshot of the red room that the fucking evil version of the twins are in. We didn't get into it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> The, the red room, they're evil. Shut up. They're wearing angel costumes. They're evil. They're in the red room. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a snapshot of the red room with a bunch of shit around it. And, like, you just have to, like, scroll through and click something and hope that you can figure out what it is. Do you ever check the clock when you're in the red room? No. It's constantly just spinning super fast. <laughs> sure. Because there's day-night cycle in this game. But yeah. when you're in that room... The, cl- the clock is just constantly just spinning. Like right, there's a day-night cycle, and you have to watch your hunger, and you have to shower, and change your clothes, yep. and you have to shave. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to put gas in your car. Oh, God. And uh, if your car takes too much damage, you gotta get a new one. You can only drive police vehicles. Which made me laugh, the part where um, you have to follow the... Oh, my God, the owner of the diner goes to the bar with the art lady and then both of them go back to the uh, art gallery. Mm-hmm. And you have to case the diner, wait for him to go to the bar, case the bar, and then follow him. And, like, there's only so many cops and there's literally no other cars. I mean, like, you see a couple driving around every now and then, but, mm-hmm. like, it's just the cop car on the road in front of this fucking diner. How does he not see them? <laughs> <laughs> like, the car's just running and they're staring right at him. Not important. Nah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, okay. What about the music? I kind of like the music. That fucking whistly song. It's called, um... Oh, shit, it has a name. Hang on. Continue. I'm going to look up the name of this song. Yeah, like, it would be stuck in my head for, like, the next hour after I'd stopped. Either playing it or watching it. It's been stuck in my head ever since I played this game back in 2010. I get that. But, like, there's only so many songs that they use throughout the game. It's called Life is Beautiful. And that song is, like, super chipper, and sometimes it plays at the weirdest moments, which are almost perfect. Yep. And how absurd that it is. Yep. And it's very loud compared to the dialogue, too. Like, the dialogue mix with the music. Yeah, it's another issue I had was with the uh, dialogue mix as a whole, because it, like, fades in and out. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's almost like the person is just, like, talking away from the microphone sometimes, and then they come back to it. Okay. Um, Fap to it. I'm not gonna fap to it. This, this game, you either love or you hate this game. This is, I think, this game holds some kind of record for being the most polarizing game in terms of reviews. 2012 Guinness yeah. World Records games, yeah. Um, and I get that because if you play this game for two hours or less, you will hate it. If you play through it and you find out what this crazy story is all about, and you get all the, it's a fine game. It just plays like shit. Like, it's so weird, it's good. And uh, it kind of... Like, the gunplay you guys mentioned, it's like Resident Evil 1, basically. You can't move and shoot. You have to stop, aim, shoot. Uh, but it does help you. There's auto-aim. And uh, it goes right for their heads. And did you hear what the enemies say when you kill them? Because they all say creepy shit. No, huh? Uh, it's usually, I don't want to die... Or, like, no, or some shit. It just sounds really weird. But you have to really stop and listen. Every time you kill them, they say, I don't want to die. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, the driving is, I think, quite possibly the worst driving controls I have ever experienced in my life. Yes. It handles, like, a cardboard box on wheels. Um, thankfully, there is a side quest you can do later on to get fast travel. It makes it way easier to get through this game. Uh, there's side quests everywhere, which I actually really like about this. There's lots of uh, guns to unlock, lots of collectibles. To me, this is one of those games that's so bad it's good. Uh, it's got, a, I think, an, a crazy story that I think is worth playing just just to experience. 
And what I played of it, I like. I don't hate it. I want to play through the rest of it, and I will at some point. But because it is, it is weird, yeah. and it it's weird in all the right ways, except for the driving, which is the only part of the game I had ever played. Because years ago, I was over at your house, and you're like, "Oh, have you ever played Deadly Premonition?" Like, I've never fucking heard of it. And you've like, you've got to play this driving part. It's the worst driving in any game ever, <laughs> and you're not wrong. No. <laughs> But like I don't, I don't have enough time with the game myself to say I either love it or hate it. I don't think there's any part of this game that's offensive to make it a bad video game. Uh, it's it's when I say this game is so bad it's good. It's more like it's just so out there. It's so weird. It's like when you tell people about this game, they usually don't believe you that something like this exists. But it, it, I don't think it, there's anything particularly wrong with it. So we just want to do recommendations? Yeah. Wrap it up here about this game because uh, it seems like you're recommending this game. I, if you like survival horror or Twin Peaks, because this is Twin Peaks the video game, Yeah. Um, play this game. Also, it, it's very much like the Asian... It is Asian horror. Mm-hmm. Japanese. So Yes. If that's your thing, pick it up. It's never expensive. When I bought this game brand new, it was twenty bucks. I picked it up on sale for like a buck fifty. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Alex. If you like Twin Peaks, if you're into that sort of weird sort of shit, this is right up your alley. You're just gonna have to slog through some odd gameplay choices. Yeah, I didn't like this game. As a game, I wish it was better because that was really it. Like, I couldn't get over how bad the gameplay was a lot of the time for me i just hated actually like playing it and i was like the hilarious you watching all the story um i really do find the story kind of interesting but a lot of gameplay i did not like so it's a shame that we played it on pc because i know that the pc port of this game is just oh horrible i was going to say that um if you're going to play it don't play it on PC. No. Um, yeah, the controls are a bit weird with it. And then, like, there's some issues with things like stuttering and just, like... That happens on console, too. Does it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't run into any of those issues, but I also might not have been far enough to where I got to that. Yeah. And from what I have heard, the PC version does have noticeably more issues because I did run into some of them and it like it gets real bad at some parts where it there is a legitimate issue with the coding of the controls with the mouse yeah and uh, no one ever bothered to fix it so um, if you're gonna play it because you like those things that as everyone has said because uh, it does the like kind of horror twin peaksiness of it pretty dang well um play it on a console don't play it on pc because otherwise you might end up like me and just hating the gameplay enough that you don't want to play it the guy who made this game um he made another game sweary 65 is the name of the guy (laughs) who uh made this um he had another game was like a connect game it's very very weird it kind of has a similar art style but uh, I also think it was episodic. I am curious to see what his other games would be like. Just for how fucking weird this one is. What's the one on Xbox One? Are you looking it up? Uh, D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die? D4. No! Yeah, yeah he made D4. Yeah. And that, it's a Kinect game, but you don't have to have a Kinect but it's a lot of like a point and click kind of murder mystery and it's I think that game is weirder than Deadly Premonition you have some girl in a cat outfit living with you and she's not related to you in any way I'm in I figured you were into the furries Hmm. no shame to my game he has a game that comes out in Japan later this week what's it called I think I've actually heard of it the Missing, J.J. Macfield, and the Island of Memories. Okay, no. I have Everything no. about that sounds amazing. <laughs> and he is a great follow on Twitter, as I told you, Jay. Oh, no. It's Japan, North America, and Europe, so you can get it here. Hell yeah, man. So, 
look for that, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Support indie games. I guess he's indie. I guess. <laughs> is he or is he still with, uh, what is it, Access Games? I don't know. So, that's Deadly Premonition. Uh, we probably do a segment here. You know, segments. So long, everybody. About uh, <laughs> questions that listeners send in. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so if they have a question, where do they send questions to? Well, they can just send questions to thebadgamecast at gmail.com. Yeah. And then we read them on on this on this thing and then we answer them usually i mean sometimes uh so we got a question this week do you ever get in gaming ruts i've had months at a time where i don't play many new or different games and it ends up frustrating me to see my backlog grow the motivation just isn't there just wondering if they're alone who asked this question uh the sentient concept of shame hmm so, okay. This is actually a listener? Yeah. Wow, that's weird. I'm surprised the uh, sentient concept of shame would uh, email in. you think they'd be too bashful about it. We have a listener? We have a listener. Thank uh, you, listener. Well, I'll, t- I'll go first, because uh, I'm in a rut right now. Um, I make plans to play stuff. I got new games on my shelf, unopened. Uh, and I just end up playing Madden or... Age of Empires, or I just sit there and fuck around on Steam for hours and never really settle on something. So it happens all the time. My backlog is ridiculous, and I hate it. Oh yeah, no, um, ev- ev- all the time, all the times. This podcast doesn't exactly help when I have things I have to play, right? And so it's like I'm trying. I have to force myself to play them, and then I'll sit there and be like, but this game sucks, and I don't want to play it. So then I just sit there and stare at the screen and just be like, well, then I just don't want to play anything. I'm just going to not. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to fucking do some Excel spreadsheets, and like that's a better time. Yeah, because you feel guilty if you play something else. <laughs> yeah, because uh-huh. if you're like, okay, I have to play this game, but instead I'm playing something else, you're like, well... I really should be playing that other thing. So then you boot up that other thing and you're like, I hate this. <laughs> that was me and Okami. Like I had to push myself to play Okami. God damn it. And it's like, all I want to do was play Madden. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, it happens all the time. And well, thankfully I don't buy too much stuff on like I don't spend time on Steam or looking at other sales. Otherwise I would buy stuff and like I have a fair amount of things in my backlog, but I could easily like there's tons of games I want to play. I just make sure not to buy them. So I don't think about it because otherwise it will bother me even more. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have to play them and then I'll be like, "Oh, but then I have to play this and I have to play that." And so, yeah, it I try to keep I only buy things when I know I have the time and ability to play them and then I'll buy it and then I'll play through it and that's kind of where I am because you know they they started giving us Assassin's Creed games every year yeah and I don't know about you but I take my time with Assassin's Creed and I just had to stop buying them because I get that I, I don't have time to play and I certainly don't have time to play through the entire game before the next one comes out I'm still back in Assassin's Creed 3. I, I just... I can't... I don't find the time to play through that many fucking Assassin's Creed games. Goodness. There's so many things that, like, come out and it's like, oh, that sounds cool. And then, like, it'll be months later and I'll be like, oh, right. I never got that. Yep. Look, Spider-Man. The yep. Spider-Man game. When am I going to have time to get to that shit? Looks cool. Yep. And I'm probably just not going to get it because I don't think I'm going to have time to really put to it i couldn't care less about spider-man like the game looks fun but i'm not that interested in playing it it's like god of war though people just fucking jerking off all day about how awesome god of war is i don't care it's not that great to me it's like red dead redemption 2 i'm sure it's a fine game but i'm probably never gonna play it i'm okay with that but to answer the question the longest rut i've had was after we played sonic 06 where i was just like done with video games that was not a rut that was just like oblivion setting into my heart. Yeah, that was uh, depression about the industry and like my hobby as a whole. But I don't really get that. However, I do go in shifts for what I seek entertainment. So it'll be like video games or Netflix or reading. So like I'll play a game for a while. I do that too. 
and then like I'll watch a watch an entire series of something on Netflix and then I'll pick up a book and finish it and then I'll go back to games. But if I'm really stuck in a rut on games, what I do is I'll play one of my favorite games. Like I'm going back through and playing Dark Souls 3 because I want to and fucking love me some Dark Souls. But like uh, Jason, we were putting a shit ton of time into Monster Hunter and it was like the, the end game grind was starting to get to me. Yeah. So like I had to do something else. But, like, in that time, I was watching, I don't know, like, three or four shows on Netflix. I went to the library, picked up some books, because I don't have enough books. And I mean, I read all the ones I have. What am I going to do, reread them? That's you can, dumb. You never have too many books. Damn right. Um. All right, so then follow-up. Like, what are some things you do to pull yourself out of it to get back on track? Ooh, good question. I got uh, you. Chrono Trigger. It kind of depends on the rut. I mean, so obviously they were talking about part of it is not playing any new or different games. And so that's uh, legit. Like the whole, I've put in, I don't know, 140 hours into Monster Hunter in the last month and a half since it came out on PC. (laughs) That, uh, I'm kind of with Jake at the moment where I'm going to be jumping on playing some of the events, but not playing a lot. Uh, there's some other stuff I'm hopefully looking forward to actually playing. So, how to get out of a rut? Uh, if you're stuck playing the same thing, I don't really have any great suggestions there. Because um, I don't, I don't know. I usually just run things into the ground for myself. Like after a point, I'm just like, all right, I need something different. Um, just kind of non-gaming rut without purchasing something new it can be hard mm. I, I find the opposite works for me for games I have to go back to something that I know that I like to get me like re-interested again um, I, because I haven't talked enough about it this year uh, Nino Cooney 2 yep uh, although like not that I'd played that before that it came out of course but just getting into that really did wonders. So it, it isn't even necessarily a new game because I go back and play plenty of old games that I like for the same reason. Like I had said, Chrono Trigger, I play through Chrono Trigger every year. I mean, it's like 10 hours. It doesn't take long to get through it. I enjoy the new game. Plus I go for a different ending every time I play it. Hmm. But there's a variety there, even though it's the same game. Yeah. But I can go back and uh, like, play Borderlands I play Borderlands for like three days straight and be happy with it and then like just be chipper to move on and play something else at that point you know what I've been trying recently is not being so strict with myself I have this bad habit of once I start something I want to finish it Mm. I guess I don't know if that's a bad habit but it's a habit it can be bad for depending on the game right and so if I start a game you know it's more than likely I'm not going to finish it at least not then. I might come back months, years later and do it. Um, but if I kind of take that pressure off of myself, like, I'm just going to sit here and play a game. Let me just play something. I don't have to finish it. You, know, you don't feel that pressure or that guilt if you would just want to then say, all right, that's cool. Let me play something else now. So what I've been doing lately is just kind of giving myself segmented schedule, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, hour of Assassin's Creed 3 while I try to get through that. And then I'll do an hour of Vampire because I'm trying to, you know, do that Let's Play on uh, 10 Rolls All on YouTube. And, <laughs> you know, and doing that has helped. Like, just kind of taking the pressure off of myself. I get that. So, I guess what I would say, because what I do most is, yeah, play until I have had a good share of, you know, fun. What, you know oh I got this game great and you play it and play and don't worry about beating it you know play until you've had a solid enjoyment of the game and you're like okay I could play more I could not play more if I don't play more whatever I'm good with how much I've played and just but this game is currently calling me go do that thing that's currently calling you and let yourself just kind of bounce around so like eat till you're done Mm -hmm. not necessarily till you're full or till you're much more past full than you should be? Eat till you're full, not till your plate is empty. 
or just don't treat it like it's work yeah it's it's just you're playing a game you can switch a game Mm. anytime don't be afraid to dislike a game that too you you know (laughs) wouldn't know what that's like (laughs) yeah well that's i mean this podcast kind of goes with that is the you purchase a game and you know obviously you're hoping that it's going to be good and you know you might have spent 50 60 120 depending on the game now uh (laughs) jeez uh dollars on this game so you really want to you know get your enjoyment out of it and so if you go in there and you have to enjoy it but you're not enjoying it that's wrong don't do that and because that'll that will grind you down real fast or you know i was talking to you about final fantasy a few days ago Mm -hmm. i'm trying to play all of them and i have a feeling that's a bad idea main games yeah okay um and i'm up i'm up to three like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably about 85 percent of the way through three and it, it's taken me years because if i push i'll get sick of final fantasy real quick yeah and it's like you know, yeah man, i got 12 more games to go before i get there so just that's what I'm, i just don't worry about it I'm, I'm excited for you to play through 13. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I Speaking of games that are still unopened on my shelf, 13-2 <laughs> and Lightning Returns. Oh. I think that that's the best thing. Just don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, positivity. Mm-hmm, on yeah. that Gamecast. That feels weird. Yeah. I don't like it. Our listeners who paid attention during the Okami episode, we said, hey, we're going to do a giveaway. And then during the Road Rage episode, we didn't mention it at all. <laughs> it's just not a thing anymore. No, it is. So that's the... Did our sponsors pull out? Yes, all of our <laughs> wonderful sponsors. Um, Damn it. Yes, yeah, so when this comes out, and then through October, if you follow the Bad Game Cast on Twitter... All five of you? Yeah, well, that's you know, anyone who hears this, mm-hmm. follow the Bad Gamecast on Twitter. That's right. Tweet at the Bad Gamecast with the worst game you've ever played and the hashtag GolemMagic. Can you spell that out? <laughs> Just so there's consistency. It's, yeah, it's the hashtag and then G-O-L-E-M-M-A-G-I-C. GolemMagic. We're going to run that through October, uh, and then there'll be a giveaway. So we'll pull a winner out of a hat, because there's, you know, five of you, so. And, like, three of them are you. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I'm going to win a free game. I'd rather be a golem medic, by the way. It's too late. It's golem magic. Can I do both? White magic. I, he, he's not wrong. White magic. Healing is a type of magic. I you guess you can yourself. cross-class. You're a fighter. Dude, me and Killing 4-2, I'm like the best medic you got. What? No. Yes. No. Yes. Even when you're medic, you play gunslinger. What do you want about? <laughs> he wants Both. to be a paladin. Heal and tank. I do it so well. I don't know. What level were we at? Can you cross-class yet? I mean, you can cross-class as soon as level 2. That's kind of my point, though. Are we level 2 yet? Sure, why not? Nice level up! Whoa! Hey. On the bad game cast, I'll get the character sheets. <laughs> and you lost me. <laughs> and start rolling. And like that, you've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you want to plug your thing again? Yeah, sure. You can uh, find my YouTube channel. It's called Ten Rules All. I'm also on Twitter at Ten Rules All. You can find me on Twitter at Jake Prey. Ah, uh, oh sure. I wasn't even. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, <clears throat> once again, pulling out the good old scroll of nonsense. All emails, questions, comments, concerns, thebadgamecast at gmail.com. If you want to try to get a hold of me slash thebadgamecast more directly, you can tweet at thebadgamecast. There is a subreddit and Reddit account for the Bad Gamecast. So the subreddit is R the Bad Gamecast. Uh, we're on Facebook. The Bad Gamecast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, I still update it. Do you? Yeah. 
I think that's it. That's all the social media that exists, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We don't have an Instagram or anything? No Instagram, no Snapchats, no. We totally need a Snapchat. Do we? Do we, though? Uh, I'll run it. Don't worry about it, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's our social media presence. Kind of. Our present to you. Yeah. Our social media presence. Is that the end? It could be. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> do you want it to be the end? I don't know. This is the end. You don't want me to do my usual uh, Yakko Warner thing? What? Good night, everybody! He does that. Outro. Sometimes I cut that to be the actual end. Sometimes I cut this to be the actual end. Mm. It's a mystery. <laughs> Sometimes we go on for a couple minutes. Yeah. Sometimes somebody puts the beginning at the end for some uh, bonus content. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You, you're acting like I don't listen. Oh. I mean, I don't. Why would I listen? <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm here. Like, I was going to, but then I saw it's like two hour fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> listen to us, by the way. Yeah, listen to us. <laughs> Subscribe. Rate, comment, like, share, <laughs> Hit sure. The bell for notifications. That's if, right. Yeah, do all those things. Yeah, what he said. Yeah. Cool. 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 I'm unplug my microphone and the whole no! thing's gonna crash. <laughs> so long, everybody. Goodbye.